Hi, I'm Lisa Kennedy and you're listening to The Bra and the Brave. This podcast celebrates the creative and the courageous. I am fascinated by those who are talented, forward-thinking and inquisitive. Sharing their stories, wisdom and everything in between, The Bra and the Brave is about people and their passions. So on to today's episode. Straightforward. Cool. Totally. Well, I'm already recording because this is how I roll. <laughs> um, and I am in the lovely home of Iona Adventuring, which you have told me off, Mike, that some people think, well, brands might think that's your actual name. Yeah. They'll they'll send me stuff and the address on the label is Iona Adventuring. I, love I would love to say that was my last name. <laughs> your last name is Rendell. Yeah. <laughs> Iona Rendell, thank you so much for doing this. Um, you're my Instagram pal. I know. I know. And now I'm in your, I feel like I've known you forever. It's weird, isn't it? <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> and um, I think it was just earlier on last year that I came across, I was probably just doing one of my Instagram down a rabbit hole, like lost an hour of my life. You know how, as you do. <laughs> oh, that and, happens um, so easily. Absolutely. And I'm so glad that I found you because, um, well, your Instagram alone is just dead inspiring. Like, you are the queen of being outdoors. Ah, oh, thank you. <laughs> and um, I was like, oh, she is really using, like, using her time productively. <laughs> and in your day job, you're a nurse. Yeah, I'm a nurse. Yeah. So I work in a GP practice okay. for 20 hours a week. And then I work in hospitals doing bank shifts. So I used to work in the hospital when I first qualified. Okay. And I really didn't enjoy it. Just didn't Got enjoy you. the pressure, didn't enjoy the environment mm. and found a job as a trainee practice nurse. And sure. I love that because yeah. I feel like I get to know people on a longer term basis. They come back, you know, regularly and mm. I can see the difference that I make in people's yes. lives over a longer period of time. Yeah. Whereas the hospital, you're pretty much just fixing what they come in for at that time and then you're sending them home to be looked after in the community again Mm. so I still do bank shifts in the hospital because I'm only 20 hours in the practice and it just means it's quite flexible well it's in the best of both worlds I guess do you know what I mean because that instant fix is obviously rewarding Mm. for the person who's like fix me now Mm -hmm. but I guess like you're saying you want that more that kind of you know, community aspect yeah. of nursing and being involved yeah. in people's lives and seeing it making a difference you're, you're making a difference yeah and I think as a person I like to I like to look at the longer term benefits and effects and things so practice nursing just fits in much mm. better with that but then you know it's only three days a week in the practice yeah. which means when I pick up a bank shift I can choose what day of the week I want to do so oh, for cool. example tonight I'm doing a night shift yes, which are. meant that I could see you today and then effectively I mean, do you know what I mean I'm like you've only got one day off I'm coming to <laughs> but it's so good because mm. I basically at the start of the week I look at the weather and <laughs> it's ah. it's ridiculous but it's true I look at the weather and if there's a day that's really nice weather I don't do a bank shift that day because Love I'd rather that. go out walking and if it's going to be rubbish weather like just now isn't that great and it's pretty windy so I thought oh, I don't mind doing a night shift and get some extra pennies so I see. That's it. So you're going out in all what weathers, you're doing night shifts, you're mm. like saving lives in this. <laughs> <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> and the, the outdoors, was that just something that you were brought up being comfortable with? No, not right. in the slightest. So <gasps> cool. I'm from Aberdeenshire originally, uh-huh. which is one of the flattest parts of Scotland, I think. And we lived in the countryside so me and my sisters i've got two little sisters we would be out playing in the fields and you know just 
causing an absolute <laughs> mayhem. Um, and we were always outside, but it was just playing about. We weren't particularly sporty or anything. Yeah. Uh, me especially, I was really quiet and shy as a kid and I refused to go along to any clubs or groups or team yeah. sports or anything. Wow. Yeah, and even even gymnastics. Mm-hmm. Me and my youngest sister, we both did gymnastics, but she started when she was really little mm-hmm. and I just cried and refused to go. So I didn't start gymnastics until I was 11, which is quite uh, old for a gymnast. Yeah, right, okay. <laughs> so that was the only sport I did and I wasn't good at PE and I didn't really enjoy it particularly. Mm. So what were you into? What was your thing? I don't know. I, I read a lot and I've always, cool. like all of us mm. growing up, we always read, but I don't know if I had anything specific growing up or while I was a kid. I just kind of bumbled along and kind of kept myself to myself okay. and was pretty quiet and didn't really stand out. It was a bit of a wallflower. No, I was definitely a wallflower, mm-hmm. do you know? So yeah. I didn't have anything particular, nothing stand out at so all. So what was the light bulb moment for you becoming Iona Adventuring? Because <laughs> I mean, well. I'm like, no, <laughs> you can't get you in. <laughs> no, it's, it's honestly so strange looking at the difference because who I am now feels really different from wow. who I was growing up and I suppose kind of when it changed was I was 19 when I used to be in the police and I left the police at 19. I did not know that. Yeah, right, okay, yeah. Right. so I left the police at 19 in Aberdeenshire and I found a job in Aviemore. It was working in a um, outdoor activity centre with people with disabilities. So they would come to us for a week or two weeks mm-hmm. respite. So it was a holiday yes. for them. And we were their 24-7 carers, but we were also activity leaders. Mm-hmm. So it was a case of learn on the job. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd never done half of this stuff before. Okay. I'd never been canoeing or did archery or anything, but we took all these kids and adults yeah. out to do that. And I guess you're police training. By that point, you're like, well, you're, you've had to be physical to become yeah. a police officer. Yeah, so when I was in the police, yeah. I had to do all the usual yeah, physical yeah. training and things. But not canoeing and archery, no. <laughs> I definitely did not enjoy it when I was in the police. Really? It was right, a chore. Okay. Like, going out on the runs and ah. doing the classes and stuff was a chore. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it did get me a bit more physically fit. Mm. And living in Aviemore and taking all these kids and adults out on these... And it was adapted activities yes, because of the yes. disabilities. It was absolutely incredible. Ah. And even just living in Aviemore, I was surrounded by this beautiful scenery I mean I don't know if you've been there but oh my gosh yeah you need to it's stunning even just the lochs and the low level walks through the woods and things like that you know everything's so so accessible yeah Yeah. and I started going out cycling and just to discover where I was living basically Mm. and yeah that's definitely when I became outdoorsy in inverted commas So that was when I was 19. And then, you know, now I, I realise you've got this kind of Instagram following, but I know you've built mm. a community online, but also in real life mm. of, of people who are like-minded who want to get out and about. The idea of going out a walk in the hills or mm. climbing a mountain, that probably seems quite scary to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Although they still might want to do it. It's like, oh, that'd be something I'd like to do, but I just yeah. have no clue how to go about that. Mm-hmm then you're the perfect person to be like, come on, I'll show you how. Come and join me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did you just gain confidence and being outdoors and like trying new things mm. when you were there then? Is that kind of how it just yeah. happened organically? Yeah, so living in Aviemore, working in that job mm. at the outdoor centre, that was for six months. Okay. 
and then after that I started working for the NHS mm. as a carer so I wasn't doing outdoor things right, anymore okay. but by that time I really enjoyed going out on low level walks and cycling and things mm. that you know I was exploring the outdoors a lot more yeah and after that a few years later I decided to do nursing and I trained in Inverness while I was living in Aviemore and I would still be going out on all these walks you know and exploring while I was doing my training and while I was working shifts and studying and doing my essays and all these different things and it was actually somebody that I went to uni with had said you know you always post these photos of you outdoors and they said you should create an outdoor account yes and one of my good good best friends from back home in Aberdeenshire Kirsty she said the same thing about the same time Ah. and I just thought oh do you know they both planted this seed Mm -hmm. and I thought "Mm, nah that that's not something that I would do you know it's like a a second life sort of thing (laughs) keep me under wraps yeah and I just thought oh no I'm not that kind of person Mm. that would purposely have a social media feed just for that Got you know I, I didn't yeah. I wasn't doing anything spectacular and I didn't think that there was any point or that people would bother following okay. along do you see what I mean yeah yeah absolutely yeah but <laughs> they planted the seed and over time I kind of changed my mind uh-huh. and I thought actually everybody kept saying to me how do you manage to do all these things as well as studying well, as well as working <laughs> And I just, I just fitted it in when yeah. I could, you know. You made time for it totally. because you loved it. Exactly. And I'm aware that the weather is now <laughs> impacting <laughs> on our sound. I'm like, like oh, I don't know if we should maybe move. To think. Maybe. Because I'm just going to be able to hear that the whole yeah. time. I'm going to be like, Iona. Iona, we're back. Um, <laughs> yeah, so you were just like making the time. Yeah. You, were you feeling the, like, the benefits? I know obviously people say like the mental health benefits mm. of being outside and obviously I know the benefits of exercise and doing mm-hmm. anything physical were you feeling the effects of that or was it just yeah. like you just, I just like it I did like it but at the same time because I'd started my nursing degree Mm. and that in itself was really high pressured because you've got essays and exams as well as working in the hospital on placement and I was still doing my NHS care job on top of that because I had to earn more on top of the bursary so I enjoyed being outside Mm. but it was also just like a place where I could go and reset and just forget about everything else Mm. and think a bit more clearly and you know even when I was doing you know 12 hour shifts on placement if I couldn't get outside I would go to the gym even just for half an hour Mm. because just being active in a way that felt productive even though on the ward you're constantly on your feet it's probably one of the most active jobs it is but it's not the kind of activity that you feel good for so Mm. I would go to the gym and I would do a little workout or something or you know if it was summer and it was long nights I would cycle home from my placements and things so yeah it was just about being active because like yeah. other people will be like that sounds like an effort like, <laughs> you've just done a 12 hour shift and you're like I'm just going to go and cycle and like, we obviously just were totally hit the bunk yeah totally and don't get me wrong like I wouldn't do it all the time mm. but I would definitely a few times a week at least I would yeah, do something probably active probably the effects of not doing mm-hmm. it after a while you'd be like oh actually something's missing yeah here. yeah definitely so yeah so you set up the, the separate account for your adventures as yeah. you call it and then was that just you know you were just posting and just seeing a kind of gradual interest or yeah I mean it it wasn't anything 
major mm. to start with because I'd been living in Aviemore for five years wow. before I even did my first hill. Wow, right, okay. Yeah, yeah, so I used to look up at the mountains because obviously I was surrounded by the mountains and almost every house that I lived in when I lived in that area I could see Cairngorm Mountain from yes. my window. So I used to look up all the time and think, oh, those mountains look amazing, but at the same time, really intimidating. Mm. And, you know, I thought you had to be professional to yeah. go hill walking because... I'm all out up there. Yeah. That's <laughs> the pros. Yeah, I just, mm. yeah, I didn't know any better. And I just thought that it wasn't something that was for me. And after five years of living there, one of my friends took me up my very first Monroe. And honestly, it was horrendous because... <laughs> It was windy and we couldn't find the path and I thought that that was, I was like, well, that's clearly the reason that I haven't been hill walking until now because it's absolutely awful. <laughs> and then, abort, abort. <laughs> Exactly. And then I kind of remembered it through rose-tinted glasses afterwards and I thought, no, that was a pretty mega achievement, mm. you know, something, that was something pretty magical. I mean, how long does it take to claim... Uh, it just depends right, like okay. the one that we did is my first one we were already pretty high to start ah. with because we were in the Cairngorms mm. um, it was probably I don't know can't even remember now it was probably a few years maybe mm. uh, a few a few hours sorry <laughs> I was like mm. <laughs> maybe like four hours or something wow, yeah, like that yeah, yeah. And then after that, it must have been, I can't remember now, but it must have been quite a few months later, I did my next Munro, and that was just on my own. Right. And it was in between my shifts. Shut so <laughs> at the time, my care job that I had, I, I worked for four hours in the morning. Uh-huh. And then five hours in the evening because I was helping elderly people in their own homes. So yes. it was like getting them up in the morning, food and, you know, mm. getting dressed and things. And then the same at night time. So I had all this time, about six hours between my shifts. And I thought, I'm going to go and do a Munro. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I'm like, right, I'll go to, I'll go to Aldi's. <laughs> I'll have a wee coffee, sit on Instagram for an hour. Oh my goodness, I mean, you're putting this to shame. So my, my second Monroe was on my own. I did it completely solo. A wee bit of snow on the ground just to keep right. it interesting. And did I, you tell him to you were going though? Yeah, I did. Good. I told my boyfriend. Great. And I went and did this Monroe between my shifts. Yeah. That's awesome. And after that, I just got the bug yeah. for, for hill walking. And actually, it was about a year later that we left Aviemore, me and my boyfriend, mm-hmm. and we moved to Edinburgh, ironically, away <laughs> from the mountains. And We're still calling you, though. Yeah, yeah. And after that, I just thought, well, I'm going to have to make more of an effort to get to the mm-hmm. hills because, you know, Edinburgh's got the Pentland Hills, which are nearby, and that's my local playground just now. I go there all okay. the time. But I thought to myself, if I want to really get into hill walking, because I'd only just started, mm. you know, I thought if I want to get into this I'm gonna have to make an effort and travel and explore and yeah. that's what I've done and, and was your boyfriend like he into like hill climbing no no not no. at all he knows the hills from snowboarding yes because so, you were telling me when I arrived you're going mm, snowboarding and so you're yeah. like doing all the activities so he has spent his life up Cairngorm Mountain he grew up in Aviemore uh-huh. he always lived there until we moved away right, to Edinburgh together you. And he grew up with snowboarding, so his view of the mountains is with snow and sliding down them yes. and getting the poma back up. <laughs> 
and now you're giving that a go as well now <laughs> yeah. you're like that's amazing that's awesome yeah so he taught me to snowboard when I moved to Aviemore when I very first met him and it's something that we've done together but you know not anything particularly serious it's yeah. just like a recreational fun mm. thing but yeah we're going on a snowboard holiday in two weeks time cool. and this will be our first time snowboarding abroad together Brilliant. so he's a mountain man but in a different way and actually yes. you know last summer he started coming out hill walking with me so we would go up to the Pentland Hills which aren't very high about 500 metres okay, at the highest right. uh-huh. um, and he would do that and we did a few walks together and then we celebrated the one year anniversary of my walking group mm-hmm in summer and he joined us for that weekend and we did a Munro and he ended up really enjoying Ah. it and it was so nice for me to introduce him to all these people that I had met and Uh I had become friends with and then he said that you know he quite enjoyed that Munro and since then we've done a couple more hill walks together and he's so much more into it now and yeah it's never too late to be open to something just give it a go no and he likes the social aspect of it and Mm. he can see how I've made so many friends through it and was that just through your Instagram predominantly that you were making friends with people who so I've had this Instagram account Mm iona.adventuring for I can't remember how many years now a few years okay. now mm-hmm. and basically I saw that there was kind of an opportunity for me to meet people that I could go hiking with because I was doing it on my own all the time mm. I was thinking I'd love to be able to share this with other people and mm. to experience it with other folk yeah. and so I put out a message on Instagram and just said you know if anybody would be interested in coming along with me on mm-hmm. walks you know let me know and the response was massive I was so overwhelmed I couldn't believe just needed it somebody to see it mm-hmm. there was all these people waiting yeah to, to do it and so what I did was I decided to set up a Facebook group and I, I don't use Facebook personally yeah. um, I never I never use my account okay. I much prefer Instagram just because I like the photos and yeah. it cuts out all the rubbish that you get through Absolutely. Facebook yeah. but I thought well I need I need a platform that's kind of going to be interactive yeah, and yeah, yeah. can become a community where people can post things mm-hmm. and share that ideas. That is easier on Facebook. For totally, that yeah. Thing, yeah. So I created my Facebook group, which is called Iona's Adventures, and I just put another post out on Instagram and said, you know, all the people who were interested, this is the link, and come and join, and <laughs> I'll go on some walks, and if you want to come with me, and that was it. That was well, just that. how it started. That's so cool. I know. So how many people do you reckon? Like, what's the biggest group that have went up at one point? Um, just before Christmas, uh-huh. Christmas just passed, um, I did a walk in the Pentland Hills, and, you know, I advertised it as the Christmas walk, and mm-hmm. come along, and Christmas decorations, and I organised a social afterwards at one of the local pubs, That's you awesome. know, where everybody could get soup and sandwiches and things, mm-hmm. and just an excuse to bring everyone together Aye, to kind of course. celebrate Christmas, but to celebrate all the friendships in mm. the group and things, and there was, oh, I can't remember exactly... I think it was 78 people. It was 70-something. That's bonkers. It was bonkers. And that's, that's, the, so that's a cool massive that. turnout. It was that's lovely. Ridiculous. But that just shows you, you know, like I was saying, there was a need for that, there was a want. Mm. And it just took somebody like you to say, we can do this. Yeah. You can absolutely do this. Yeah. You know, and you're saying, like, I wasn't an expert, I just gave it a go. Mm-hmm. And obviously you're learning all the time. The mm. more and more you... You, you do your hill walking I guess you are probably learning things yeah. along oh, the way oh constantly yeah definitely in terms of like preparation 
foregoing hill walking mm. what do you need what would you advise what do people need to do before they go so obviously when i started hill walking i didn't have a clue so even in terms of kit and what mm. I was wearing, I was just buying things from like Sports Direct yeah. or TK Maxx mm. and things like that. And you know, that's absolutely fine because I was warm and I was comfortable and, and that was all I needed. And I've learned about things along the way. Mm. And um, I would never kind of claim to be an expert because I have started as a complete newbie to mm. it and that's how everybody starts. Absolutely, you know? you've got to start somewhere. Yeah, so <laughs> there's, usually. there's no right or wrong no. unless you're doing something that's dangerous. dangerous. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But basically, if I'm going on a walk now, I'm always checking the weather. Mm. So the... Um, there's a website called MWIS mm-hmm. and it's the Mountain Weather Information oh. Service. I think the S stands for service. Mm-hmm. I think so. <laughs> and basically, <laughs> they, they post details of the weather in all different areas. You know, if you're going over to the West, mm. you look at that specific area. And, you know, I'm pretty much a fair weather hiker. I prefer to go out when I've got views mm. because, yes, it's challenging and it's you know that sense of achievement on a bad weather day but yeah. i really like you having a view yeah, yeah i you do want the cherry on top you get exactly the, the summit. so i'm <laughs> always some... looking at the weather ah. beforehand mm. um in terms of kit i've always got a comfy pair of boots or walking shoes yeah. and i've always just got comfortable clothing that i know is going to be warm loads of layers because when you're going uphill it's roasting because you're absolutely sweating you're struggling (laughs) (laughs) but when you're at the top and it's windy or even if there's no wind when you're at the top it can be really cold cold. and then when you're coming back down you're just not working as hard so your body's not as hot anymore Mm, so you you can strip off and yeah exactly and then i've always got my waterproofs with me because i mean let's face it it's scotland and the weather can say pure sunshine yeah well we just had to move (laughs) through your lovely conservatory now i can see through that it's absolutely glorious again I know so it's so changeable so I've always got my waterproofs Uh with me because you just never know I mean see when you're saying it it sounds like straightforward but I guess some people would be like I don't know what I need and what should I be thinking about before I go and even just things like having the right food as well loads of people take heaps of sweeties with them and a wee sugary boost Mm. is good every so often but you need something that's going to sustain you as well so I've always got sandwiches and oat bars and (laughs) you know bananas and whatever things like that just to keep me going Uh, and plenty of water the boost isn't going to get you up (laughs) you need something that's going to keep you going for a couple hours especially if you're saying it's going to take you a couple hours exactly a couple hours back down yeah yeah definitely so have you adventured kind of out with like you know we're saying obviously the Pentland Hills and and the King Gorms like have you went abroad to climb so I've spent loads of time hiking in Scotland Mm -hmm. and travelling to different mountains and you know my local playground in the Pentlands and further afield Mm -hmm. and you know just exploring different Munros but not even always Munros you know lower hills as well Mm. I just love being on a hill in general but last year in September I went out to Morocco (gasps) and I went on an expedition. So I was invited along by Three Peaks Africa, who run expeditions in Africa. And Morocco is somewhere that I've wanted to go for years and years. So I became friends with Marie, who is the founder of Three Peaks Africa. She'd started following my group and, you know, she came up from London to to do some walks in Scotland with me. And we just became friends and she invited me on one of the expeditions. (laughs) 
and it was the first time that she was going out to Morocco so she did a recce out there with a team okay. uh, probably early summer last year uh-huh. and then my team went out in September so I recruited a full team of 15 people from the walking group so wow. it was open to absolutely everybody so anybody who wanted to come along it was so. just a case of first come first serve <laughs> sign up pay the deposit and get training basically awesome, right. and I had never ever hiked abroad uh-huh. and nobody in the team had at the time of signing up as well so there was 16 of us plus you know the crew mm-hmm. that work for Three Peaks Africa and all the mule handlers and the local guides and things and went out to Morocco to the Atlas Mountains wow. and we hiked the three highest mountains in North Africa and it was insanely good it was amazing and Marie from Three Peaks Africa you know she had been wanting to create a film about one of her expeditions Mm. to sort of promote the business but also to promote the fact that you know you don't need to be an elite athlete to go out hiking so I'd put her in contact with one of my friends from Avi Moore who's an incredible cinematographer Ah. and she brought him out and a professional photographer and um, they photographed and filmed the entire trip awesome. so it it's going to be released yes I saw this yesterday <laughs> and I was like like I'll be there how yeah, I know so is, it, is it coming out soon then it's coming out soon I don't know the date exactly yeah. You Last must be year, totally buzzing to see oh, that because, like, obviously absolutely. your memories of it, like, mm-hmm. but just to see the footage again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the memories of it are incredible. Mm. We've got so many photos, yes. and you know, we've still got our group chat from the expedition, uh-huh. and we're just laughing constantly, yeah. and you know, always bringing up these memories. But I've seen kind of one of the earlier edits of the film, and mm. honestly, it made me so emotional oh, because it just captures all the laughter and all the low points and you know the achievements as well because that was massive so you're having to camp along the way how does how does it work yeah yeah we camped the entire time apart from one night in the middle where we were in a guest house okay but yeah we camped so basically the local team they had all their mules with them who carried our kit it was really strict about how much you could take you weren't allowed to take obviously bags and bags full of stuff and the kitchen sink (laughs) (laughs) yeah you had to try and keep it pretty minimalistic and they provided all the tents they cooked for us every night yeah and the food was incredible you know we were hiking for 10 days and they had amazing food for us every night. Mm. It was honestly so good. That's so cool. What was Such the most challenging time. bit about it, would you say? Um, I mean, we were at altitude. We were over 4,000 metres. And when you think the Munros in Scotland are over 3,000 feet, the equivalent of the 4,000 metres that we were doing is about 12,000 feet. So <laughs> four times the amount of a Munro yeah. here. And we did three mountains that were over 4,000 metres. So hiking wow. at altitude definitely has an effect mm-hmm. on you. And I didn't really feel it too bad, mm-hmm. which was lucky. But that was also down to the way that they planned the trip because they planned it so that we had enough time to acclimatise along the way rather than racing up a mountain, being hit by altitude and sickness. And not being able to continue. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. So the altitude, I kind of felt at one point I started to get a headache, mm. but it was when we were at the top of the first mountain and as soon as we started descending, that went away again. Yeah, but I could right, feel yeah. the breathlessness because there's just not as much oxygen mm. at that altitude. I guess it's just like training yourself not to panic about mm-hmm. that because that's like probably one of the worst feelings yeah. is you can't get a full 
Yeah. yeah, and that's the thing. When I was breathing in, I felt like I couldn't fill my lungs every time I was breathing in. Yeah. So it was tough, but mm. you just had to get used to it. Mm. And, you know, there would be a couple of times where somebody was feeling really out of breath, like they'd been pushing and pushing themselves, and then they had to stop because they were really out of breath. And actually, it did take you just to kind of talk them down a little bit and calm them down because, like you're saying, if you panic, Mm -hmm. it's even worse. worse. Yeah, exactly. So I would say that that was challenging in Mm -hmm. itself. But also just hiking every single day like 10 days in a row you're like I still love this honest <laughs> yeah <laughs> and honestly the day that we hiked the least was still a four hour hike oh my god right uh-huh. so that was our yeah, rest yeah. day but <laughs> it was four hours that's immense <laughs> well I don't know I came back and I thought I was going to be really fit and Uh everybody says that when you've hiked at altitude then you are actually at your best performance when you come back because you're used to having less Mm -hmm. oxygen and I was cycling to work you know in the weeks when I came back and I honestly felt like my bike had square wheels it was I felt (laughs) so unfit (laughs) but I guess that was just like just all of that catching up on me uh, and I was fatigued and mm. my body just needed to repair again so that's amazing that opportunity Mm. and that just shows you like I mean if you hadn't done the Instagram account then you'd still be doing all these amazing things hill walking you'd still be seeing great views you probably would have still formed some sort of community but Mm. the the joy of social media Mm -hmm. because there's lots of negative things about social media yeah. the joy of social media is like it's obviously opened the doors to other opportunities that you might not have yeah. been able to and the people that you've met obviously as well it's just yeah. a bit easier online to to make that initial connection like you and I mm-hmm. like I met you online and now I'm here mm-hmm. you know and it's just yeah. like it's not that it's impossible in real life but it's allowed for that to happen yeah definitely mm-hmm. I think and especially having the walking group on Facebook yeah. It has allowed me to facilitate so many opportunities that I wouldn't have done otherwise. Mm -hmm. And even, you know, brands approach me and ask if I want to try out some of their kit. And that's amazing in itself because it helps to support me to go on my adventures Mm. because it saves me the money on buying those things. And I get to try things that are really technically very good yeah yeah but on top of that I'm then saying to brands well you know I would love to try out Mm. the kit and thank you so much for the opportunity but how would you feel about providing a discount code for my walking group and honestly almost all of the companies say yes that's cool because it's not just about me wearing their kit and taking photos of it they actually genuinely most of the time mm. want to just encourage and motivate people to get that's outside cool. that's good to so hear. if providing a discount code enables more people to buy kit which then allows them to go out on adventures that they wouldn't otherwise do then oh, that's, that's kind of what yeah, the brands yeah, yeah. are trying to do and as that, well obviously for you your community is important you're not just like oh what can i get out of this exactly the community you've built you're like i want to involve them and in yes this. if i'm going to get the perks yeah of doing this i want them to enjoy them too because you're obviously just really passionate about mm-hmm. outdoors and hill walking and experiencing that together and yeah. going on adventures with other people and opening the doors for people that maybe otherwise wouldn't go just through fear yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. or the unknown or, I think I think that's so cool what you're doing. I mean, it's <laughs> great that you're doing it for you, mm. and you know. And if you hadn't built this community, I'd still be like, "Oh, that's so cool that you've found your passion." And yeah. that's essentially what the podcast is about. But the fact that you've then built a community, mm. and is that a range of people from all walks of life, all oh, ages? totally, absolutely. Yeah. So the youngest person who's come on a group walk, 
Oh, I can't remember. I think he was 11 what? when he came in the box. So he came with his mum. <laughs> and on him. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, there's people in their 60s. Yeah. Probably their 70s, mm. I think, as well, that are in the group. And actually, like you say, it's people from all walks of life. So there are members of the group who are active members of the mountain rescue teams, which is incredible because those are the people that are really keen and willing to share their skills, their knowledge, their experience with people in the group, which Mm. is so, so generous of them. But then on the other hand, the complete opposite end of the spectrum, there's people who join the group and say that they've never been up a hill before, but it's something that they really, really want to do. And I love that it actually appeals to all of those Mm. people, you know, completely that huge range. I love that people want to join regardless of how experienced they are or how fit they are or what age Mm. they are. I think that's a testament to how welcoming it really is for folk, which is so nice for me to know. Yeah, you you've built it, and lots of people are gaining out of it. But for you, mm. you're still you you're gaining from it too. You're yeah. getting to meet all these nice people mm-hmm. and hearing new stories and be inspired and learning new things all the time. I guess and yeah. real time building communities and speaking to people and doing activities together is yeah. dead important. Yeah, I mean, I've benefited absolutely heaps from it because yes I've got brands and companies approaching me and you know I'm supported by Taizo which is Scotland's biggest outdoor retailer and that's amazing I've also had a lot of support from Berghaus and they are actually the brand that sponsored the Morocco expedition film so it's amazing to have support in that way but also I've made so many genuine friends and I would class some of my best friends just now as folk that I've met in the walking group and that's men that's women people of different ages you know people Mm. that I never would have met otherwise and I've formed all these lasting friendships you know and really close relationships Mm. with people that I wouldn't have you know, I would yeah, never yeah. come across them otherwise. Well, if you're spending hours doing one activity. Yeah. You've got this one thing in common that you like being outdoors or mm. you like going up hills. That one thing connects you. And then actually there's just all these other things that you find in common that you mm. get on with. And it's amazing. And I'd say the biggest benefit that I have of, you know, running the walking group is the confidence boost that it's given me because like I was saying to you I was a total wallflower growing up and I was so quiet and so shy just didn't have any self-confidence you know and running the walking group has just shown me that I actually can do something that's really meaningful for me but also for so many other people I mean there's over 2,800 members in the walking group just now and the fact that all of those people actively took the time to to look for the group or however they've come across it they've taken the time to actually join and so many people engage with it and are you know active in the community yeah you made that yeah and you that be quiet lassie exactly (laughs) it's so it's so strange to look at the difference in me as a person but I just feel so much more confident for it and I feel like this is such a purpose for me as well mm. and that's such a such an empowering feeling you know I'm learning absolutely heaps like yeah, you say uh-huh. I learn loads from people in the group mm-hmm. but also the opportunities that I have been offered mean that I then learn more yeah. experience things that I wouldn't have otherwise yeah pushing and yourself out of your comfort zone totally. all the time because yeah. I guess you're getting 
are you getting opportunities now to maybe speak about like well doing the podcast for yeah. instance yeah you know like that's maybe something that you didn't even anticipate not would at come all out of this and now you're not like all. all right okay i'm happy to claim you know hell and i'll take loads of people i'll take 77 people with me <laughs> like you know talking about what you're doing or meeting with brands or yeah. going you know to morocco they're all things that are are new i guess yeah the first time you're asked to do it are you still finding that you're having to step out of comfort zone or are you now just like oh throw it my way I'll take it on <laughs> I mean I'm definitely a bit more open to opportunities and saying yes to things and kind of turning that nervous feeling into a positive energy nice. I suppose but I'm still getting opportunities like this speaking on the podcast hmm. this feels really relaxed and I feel like I've known you forever good but thank you for saying that <laughs> not at all kind. but last year you know in November I spoke at Kendall Mountain Festival and what? I spoke in a town hall in Kendall and that was like 300 odd people in wow. that room and I stood up on stage with the spotlight on me and I'm not joking my heart was in my throat <laughs> when I was sitting in the audience watching because I had to watch two or three other people go before me and they were all incredible oh, they were so so I felt fine up until then and I was really excited about the opportunity but when I was sitting watching the others I was thinking oh my god they're really inspiring they're such strong people they've done all these incredible things <laughs> but I knew at the end of the day that they were just normal everyday people exactly. as well and you had all those things tick, tick, tick. yeah and you just have to you just have to go with it and yeah. you just have to think there's a reason that I've been invited here there are people that obviously want to hear about my story and yes. want to join this community and I thought I need to I need to harness that feeling yes. I need to Good run with you that you know <laughs> so yeah I'm still definitely pushing myself out of my comfort zone Great. and even last week I went on a winter skills course and that was offered to me by Mountaineering Scotland yes I saw that on your Instagram oh, how cool is that it was really cool and you know I had put up a post on social media mm. last year like at the start of winter saying about a walk that I'd been on with a little bit of snow and I said you know but that's my limit with winter because I wouldn't put myself out of my comfort zone any further than that mm-hmm. because I thought it was dangerous okay and I said, you know, I don't have the confidence with winter hiking and that's kind of me. So Mountaineering Scotland had seen that and they said, you know, we want to give you the skills to feel confident and we want to give it to that's your, your awesome. group as well. Brilliant. So there was 20 odd of us from my walking group that went on that course. And honestly, I would never have imagined I would be that person with an ice axe wearing <laughs> crampons. I, I, like, yes. <laughs> I looked like a total ice queen, didn't I? <laughs> but I never thought that I would have been Hi. that person. Yet here I was being offered the opportunity and I came away from that course feeling so much more confident and well equipped and prepared for mm. winter hiking. And that just goes back into your life in general, all of mm. that. In everyday life, there's challenges that come mm. up and if you have been able to step out your comfort zone and prove yourself that actually I can do this yeah that that only is going to serve you in your whole life I would imagine you're, yeah. you're a professional person mm. and you have a lot of responsibility in your job but there's still probably moments in your life where you're like oh god right okay mm-hmm. I need to do this or and just pushing yourself and knowing that, and seeing that you can do stuff only serve you in all aspects yeah of your life yeah you're constantly learning as well and you can't learn without new opportunities and as exciting as they are sometimes they're also pretty terrifying as well and yeah like I said you sometimes just have to harness those yeah there is an element of danger in what 
You do. And I think that's where it's important to know what your capabilities are, know what your limit is as mm. well. Because, you know, with the winter hiking, I really wouldn't have gone no. up a mountain mm-hmm. in poor winter conditions because I just know the risks and yeah, it's not yeah. worth no. the risk as well. So I think as much as you can say you can push yourself, yes. you have to know your limits. Yeah, as there's well. strength in knowing your limits. Yeah. Totally. And if you do get to your limits, it's then looking at how you progress from there. So for me, it's doing courses, it's mm-hmm. learning new skills, it's you know picking things up from the people that are around me. So I think you just have to be sensible yeah. about it. So moving on, do you have like a, what I said in vertical commas, bucket <laughs> list of hills you'd like to climb, mountains you'd like to explore, um... places, things you'd like to do, and just in terms of the group. Mm. I'd say no. No, just, just <laughs> um, open to anything that yeah. comes your way. Yeah, I mean, I don't have any plans in terms of specific hills mm. or places that I really want to go walking. Um, there's, I mean, there's so much in the world that I would love to explore and I don't have a set list or a set agenda or an idea of when and where I want to do it. I'm just pretty happy being outdoors and exploring in general and I'm not the kind of person that's um, driven by challenges. I know a lot of people are, and that's a good goal for folk yeah. to have if that's what drives you, but it's definitely not a motivator for me. And I think after the Morocco expedition, you know, I was offered another expedition, and I thought, I just cannot, I can't get into that headspace because Morocco was somewhere that I'd wanted to go for such a long yeah. time and it was really special to me it meant a lot to me and I felt like if I was going to do something similar to that mm-hmm. I would need to have that passion and that love for it and at the moment I don't feel that like makes that sense. and yeah. I'm just enjoying hiking in Scotland yeah. and you know with the snow just now and my new skills I'm thinking well I could get out winter hiking yes. and you know maybe go hiking in Europe there's lots of places like Italy and things Mm. like that that I think you know that would be really accessible and really achievable and actually maybe that could be something that it's not bigger and better no it's not for me no it's never going to be about finding things that are bigger and better Mm. it's more about you know promoting the everyday activities because that's what I do that's what I enjoy and that's what feels really important to me you can open your front door and be at the bottom of a hill pretty pretty soon yeah you don't need to be putting on your instagram that you're here there and everywhere yeah it's not you're not doing it to impress anybody you're doing Mm -hmm. the actual act of going out walking meeting new people yeah like having that experience having that adventure yeah seeing those views definitely not like for the gram no (laughs) no i think i think you've kind of summed it up perfectly there because i just don't have those goals or that agenda and you know that might change in time but just now i'm pretty happy kind of moseying on the way that i'm going and it's working out all right for me i would say it sure is yeah (laughs) i loved um, your instagram stories of the the bothy that you stayed Mm. in was that episode only like last month or something yeah it was last month that 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 was was great like i just like how you showed us your full journey like obviously we're going for the train and this is and i just i think it's brilliant just to have an insight into like a day in the life of yeah and i think as well a bothy stay is something that a lot of hikers have done i still consider myself pretty novice yeah, in like, the world what, of hill walking so I'd never stayed in a bothy before <laughs> yeah. and you know they were predominantly created for a shelter for people coming off the mountains who 
we're in trouble mm. basically so it's something that's really to be respected yes. and definitely not abused it's not a place to have parties or gatherings and things like that and me and my friend Lorna you know we used our Bothy stay to break up a very long hill walk yeah. so we had five walks into the, five miles sorry right. into the Bothy uh-huh. we stayed at the Bothy overnight and then we did a hike the next day so if we had done that all in a one that would have been pretty epic so to be able to break it up and give us give ourselves a rest yeah. was really important mm. so that's why we did that's our Bothy stay yeah. yeah totally yeah. and I think it's important to show that as well because well that's something that, that's totally alien to me mm-hmm. like you've just taught me something there now yeah. I will be honest. I didn't. Know, I mean, I've heard of the word the bothy. I think mm-hmm. there's like one in club manager, but it's a cafe. Maybe <laughs> 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 because it'll be at the bottom of the yeah. the hill foots in club manager. So I guess that's maybe what initially like, mm. that was for. That's why yeah. it's called the bothy. Yeah. Um, so there you go. You've you've taught me something. <laughs> See, I didn't know. No, that's what that was for. Every day's a skill day. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> but um, yeah. So just for you moving forward, it's just like yeah, we'll just see. I'll just continue what I'm doing. And if, you know, the opportunity arises to do something maybe out the ordinary, a wee bit yeah. different, you, you'll just wait and see if you're yeah. up for that. Yeah, I'm not making any specific plans. Mm. I'm just kind of And this isn't your career. You, you, ha- you, know, you have a job. Yeah, a exactly. A <laughs> job. You know? And actually, the job that I have just now in the GP practice, because that's an additional trainee post that mm-hmm. I'm doing, I've got a portfolio that I need to hand in at the end of April. So the next couple of months for me are actually very, very busy in terms of coursework and getting evidence of the things that I'm learning and doing in practice. You know, so I've got a lot going on in my professional life Mm. as well as getting out and being active all the time. Do you know? So I've got I've got different things that I try and put that on social media Mm -hmm. to show people that I've actually got a different a different job yeah. you know that well I guess then people can relate more mm-hmm. when they want to be climbing up a hill but they exactly. also have a job and yeah. kids and a dog or whatever they've got in their life yeah. other commitments that, and that's what it's about showing yeah you're that, showing them that you can still do it yeah you can make time for it and mm. you can build it into your lifestyle no matter how busy you are yeah because, you're prioritising because it's important to you yeah. it's like the podcast this is, a, this is an attempt at hobby mm. you know because my job you know, because I'm self-employed, takes up a lot of my time mm-hmm. and a lot of my, my head space as well, you know, because it's a creative yeah. job. So it's nice to do something just for me and I know the benefits of doing something just for yourself. Yeah. It's not your job. Meeting new people like yourself, you yeah. know, this has opened a whole new world to me because um, I think as an adult, it's dead hard to have a hobby. Yeah. All the time I know a lot of people who used to do something as a kid, martial arts or figure skating or whatever it was, mm-hmm. and they had to give it up and there's probably a real want to have something just for themselves I think it's difficult as well to meet new people as an adult because once you're in a job and you've got a routine you're actually not meeting different folk so something like this with the walking group means that there can be a whole array of people that come on a group walk and you meet people from different walks of life that you never would have yeah it just opens your mind oh totally because you can be quite closed off to you just think you're doing your thing and this is the way you run your life and the people in it Mm -hmm. and actually just you know meeting somebody from a different walk of life like you say mm. just opens your mind you know I and loneliness so. is a massive concern I think mm. in this country for a lot of people we're all online and we're all be- actually yeah. you know being in the same space as somebody and doing something together I yeah. think it's a big deal for a lot of people I think as well 
with that it's so easy to compare ourselves to others do you know I took a very different path in life compared to the people that I went to say secondary school yeah. with I left school when I was 16 and a half and I'd done my hires luckily yeah. because of when my birthday is but all my friends stayed on for their final year at school and most of them then went to university yeah. whereas I was in the police at that point you know very different career paths and obviously I, I didn't stay in the, the police and of I've ended up going to university in the end but Mm. I took the long way around and got a bit of life experience first you know and I've got a lot of friends who are having babies and they're married and I mean I've been with my boyfriend Boomer for eight and a half years What's your boyfriend called Boomer? Boomer yeah You said it earlier on and I was like is that his name? How cool is that? I mean it's his nickname but I mean but Even his his parents call him Boomer so yeah But we're both we're in such a good place and a good stage in our lives just now but you know we're not married and we're not having kids and that's just not something that's a priority for us just now you know and there's no right way no and it would be be so easy to compare ourselves to our friends and the couples around us but what's the point you know do what's good for you and do what makes you happy and i've got this saying about sunshiny happiness you know and i use that kind of made-up phrase because i think even in the darkest moments or the hardest times there's always some kind of sunshine there's always some form of happiness and I think you've always got to be looking for that sunshiny Mm -hmm. happiness and for me just now it's not about being married it's not about having kids it's not even necessarily always about my job I love my job and I really enjoy what I'm doing but this sense of purpose that I've got with creating the walking group and having that community that brings me so much joy and so much satisfaction and I feel so empowered from it you know and I think you should just you just can't compare no, you your can. stage in and life to somebody else's. You're a person, you have various things in your life that at various points will make you happy. Yeah. But it's not just like this one thing, when I'm married, I'll be, when I have a kid, I'll be, yeah. when I'm earning this amount of money, I'll be mm-hmm. happy. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> because the, what makes you happy, it, it will change and that's just, yeah. that's just life. But you, you need to think what you know what you're grateful for now, mm-hmm. what's happening in your life now, not looking constantly yeah. looking ahead like, oh when I, when this happens I'll be happier. Yeah. But what makes you happy now? What have you got in your life that mm-hmm. you can be grateful for that's and I think if you you're sunshine? Yeah, and if you're not happy with the way things are, it's finding a way yes. to change. What can you actually do to mm. improve that? And yeah, and what works power, for you have got the power. You just, it just mm-hmm. takes a bit of effort, like like you. You just need to get out your front door. Yeah, and make it happen. Yeah, what works for one person isn't going to work for another, and you've just got to do what brings you that sunshine yeah. and happiness because everybody's going to be so different. And I think that's I think that's a really important thing to to bear in mind because like you say we're online so much we're always seeing what other people are doing and we're always seeing what other people are achieving and that you just can't compare to that can you and that's it you're not putting it on for other people to go oh she's got an amazing life yeah you're just hoping that putting it on maybe inspire somebody to to realize that they can do it yeah and i mean i try and keep my social media pretty real as well you know i don't have filtered posts i don't try and make my skin look better or things like that (laughs) it's all that fresh air 
<laughs> but do you know what I mean? I'm I'm yeah. trying to show like a, a real person. Yeah, and it's a true representation of me in my life just now. And if I look a bit tired, if I look a bit crap, then so be it. You know, you have to embrace it. Yes. And actually, it's interesting because I was at the Edinburgh Mountain Film Festival uh-huh. um, on Sunday, right. and it was really lovely because a member of the staff who was kind of scanning the tickets, she said, "Oh, you're Iona," and I was really taken <laughs> aback. I thought, "Oh my God, I've been spotted." <laughs> <laughs> and she said that she heard me speak at Kendall Mountain Festival and she's joined the, the Facebook group, right. the walking group since then. And I was just so chuffed, you know. That's brilliant. And then she said to me, you're a way to see a poster of your face when you go up those stairs. And I thought, oh my gosh. And as me and Boomer went up the stairs, there was honestly a huge poster yes. of myself and <laughs> Tristan, who's also supported by Taizo. Okay. And these photos were taken during a shoot that we did with Taizo last year. And honest to God, the photo is hilarious because <laughs> I'm laughing at something. I can't even remember what now, but I'm, I'm looking away from the camera and I'm laughing. And that photo fills me with so much happiness. But I've got a huge side chin, you know, <laughs> because I'm laughing so much. And something like that, I could look at that and think, oh my God, I look hilarious, you know, and I look awful and I've got a side chin and whatnot. But I just look at it and it just makes me think of those yeah. memories because we were yeah. out on a we were on a three day you know camping trip and we were hiking in the Cairngorms and actually the time of your life. yeah and I hadn't hadn't showered for three days <laughs> you know I had no makeup like on like a scratch and sniff poster <laughs> <laughs> do you know and Aye. I could look I there's a potential for me to yes. look at that photo this huge photo that was there for all this huge crowd of people to see as they were going past and I could have felt repulsed by it or you know really self-conscious mm. about it or whatever and actually I just thought I thought yeah. it was funny because yeah because I yeah. looked so happy do you know you were that's was yeah. a genuine reaction to exactly the, yeah and that's the thing like how others see you as well mm-hmm. like there might be that like, yeah I've had photographers send me pictures and I'm like why would you send me that and I'm yeah. like well clearly they think it's a good photograph most of the photos where it is really candid when I'm performing it's because I'm having a great time mm. and I'm giving it all the big smiles and stuff and just when it's captured on camera sometimes it looks a bit dodgy <laughs> but actually I'm like take yourself back to that actual moment were you yeah. having a ball yes you were because you so were doing important. something you love yeah. yeah like you've made me think the next time I see you a picture I will stop myself before I'd go into that <laughs> like self <laughs> deprecation like I know you know <laughs> and I think you know it's easy to spend so much time hating the way that you look or oh, the way that you feel and yeah. things like that and it's such a waste it is such a waste and don't get me wrong I do that but I'm trying to make a conscious effort not to and I'm trying to remind myself you know no matter how my body looks or how my body feels it gets me up those mountains yeah. all the time yeah. I'm so strong I'm mentally strong and it's such an important thing what you say to yourself your yeah. self-talk and realizing what, yeah. like you say, what is important, mm-hmm. what what actually makes you happy? Is it like your hair being absolutely perfect? Is it just being <laughs> flawless? No, it's no. not. It's like doing something that you absolutely love with nice people. Yeah, yeah, I and think you're so. doing exactly that. I hope so. I feel like I am. You really are. Like I think you're awesome. Thanks. I do. I genuinely do. <laughs> right. Aww. Well, you are awesome. And you've got lots of things to be doing other than talk to me. So we're going to move on to the, the bobs. So these are random questions. Oh no, I, I have been dreading don't this. Don't you dread them. Oh. You'll be, you'll be. Listen, uh, edit all the pauses out. Okay. So if you have to pause for thought. Oh good. It's not like a quick fire end, so don't you worry. Um, Bring it on. What is your current obsession? Oh, 
I don't know if I... I'm not really an obsession person, mm-hmm. but <laughs> my sisters will laugh at this. Like I said before, I read a lot of books mm-hmm. and for some reason I always tend to read about World War II. Do you? And it's normally fiction, right. but there have been some stories that are based on true stories. Ah. But I would say that that is a long-standing obsession because just recently I read a book that wasn't based on the war and I enjoyed it but I just thought oh I'm gonna go back to a war story (laughs) so actually Ah. I would say that that's an obsession of mine because it's some I read every single day whether it's in bed you know before I go to sleep Mm -hmm. whether it's on the bus when I'm on my way somewhere or whether I'm just at home chilling out I'll read a book I mean, really. I mean, I berate myself all the time because I love reading, but I don't make enough time for it. No, I read every single day. And you go on it because I love it. I, I totally yeah. love it. Mm-hmm. You know, all sorts of inspiring the day. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I'm going up a hill yet, but <laughs> but you'll read a war story. I'm going to read a war story. Love that. <laughs> See, this is the joy of the thing. We yeah. do get to know Iona more. <laughs> um, who would play you in a film about your life? Oh my gosh. I honestly, there's going to be such a long pause here. <laughs> I it mean, would, it might be you. You could play you. I would love to play me in a film. Right, let's I really make would. I yeah, I wouldn't be able to. I wouldn't be able to pick somebody. Let's just make it you. Like, yeah, okay. If anybody out there wants to make a film mm-hmm. about my life, about my walking group, I'm just saying now, I'll offer to play me. Done. Boom. Done. Well done. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> she won't even ask for any filters or any pictures. She's all about the view. Do you know what? I don't need you. Don't need to spend money on a makeup artist. Don't need it. I'm not fast. You, you actually don't need it. <laughs> Perfect. Um, okay, I'll give you the option. Who or what makes you laugh? Oh, Boomer makes me laugh every day. I mean, with a name like Boomer, I'm like he just sounds like a cool guy. <laughs> He's a super cool guy. Is he? Yeah, he actually does make me laugh every day. And if there's been times where, because of my shifts and his shifts, we haven't had much time together, mm-hmm. we'll be in the house kind of at the same time. But maybe I'll be in bed when he's finishing work and things yeah. like that. So when we get a day to catch up, which is ridiculous because we live together, but when we get a day to catch up, I'm constantly telling him, you know, this is so fun, this is so nice. And I tell him all the time that he makes me laugh because he does, Good. you know, and that's I think that's important. important. Yeah. yeah. Such a cliche answer. Sorry, that's no, rubbish, isn't it? That's not rubbish. <laughs> but it's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep that in so boomer. That's a shit out of like. <laughs> great <girlfriend>. <laughs> um, Best gift you've ever been given i mean when we were speaking about the snowboard holiday that me and boomer have got coming up in a couple of weeks time when i first met him he gave me a snowboard for my very first christmas present which is pretty (laughs) extravagant yes and actually i have treasured that board Mm. for the last eight years and it's coming on our first snowboard holiday abroad so yeah that was a pretty pretty special Christmas present and it's something that stayed with me since then but actually you know my family laugh because at Christmas time we don't do big presents or whatever and they can give me the smallest thing and I always I love unwrapping it and I'm always like wow where did you get this tell me the story behind it and they just laugh and they're so fed up sometimes because they're like god you'd be grateful for anything I'm exactly the same. It was me and my sister. She was always like, she'd finished opening everything and yeah. I was still on the first thing. Mum like, hurry up. I'm a bit like that. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> but also I suppose as well, like 
a sentimental thing the gift of time you know if somebody wants to spend time with me I really treasure that because kind of growing up I always wanted to be part of something I always wanted to fit in and I felt like I was never really worthy of you know people's friendships I felt like there was always somebody better so actually when somebody chooses to spend time with me now and like will send me a text to to make plans with me I'm like oh I'm so chilled that, I can't believe you would see, yeah. like you thought that. Yeah, and even even kind of like in more recent years as well, you know, there's always been times where I felt a little bit self-conscious and mm-hmm. I felt like, oh, you know, if somebody has plans with me, if they made better plans, then they would probably patch me for it. Do you know? And it's yeah. it's just one of those things about yeah. your self-conscious and stuff like that. Yeah, and not people feeling... looking at you online probably think you're mm. the most confident person yeah and yourself and like we all have our own kind of insecurities yeah. and kind of barriers whereas I've got used to my own company over time mm. and actually I really I really like my own company but I wasn't always like that yeah. I, I would have always wanted to be part of something and part of a group yeah. whereas I've kind of I've found the the strength in being on my own and mm. doing things on my own and achieving things on my own you know Absolutely. and that's really important yeah that you have the option to by yourself and yeah. you can still achieve going mm-hmm. up a hill but on your own you don't need yeah. anybody but then you also have created this wonderful community that you mm. can support going up a hill and they can be there for you too when you feel yeah. like it's a day where you're like actually I would like to be with somebody yeah yeah so that's, I think that's really cool. the gift of time that's an important mm. one when somebody chooses to spend time with me I do really really treasure that Come on with all the good answers. You're really good at this. I'm, I'm about to ask you, what oh, are no. you not good at? That is one of the things my mom's questions. And I wasn't going to ask it, but now I'm like, what would you? What do you consider something that you're like, oh no, I'm not very good at that? I'm not good at, I'm definitely not good at team sports. Anything to do with that, I kind of shy away from. And I'm like, yeah. nope, that's not for me. Um, I'm not particularly good under pressure, which is probably one of the reasons that I stopped working in wards so much is because I'm not good at coping with that Mm -hmm. and it grinds me down it wears me down and I don't enjoy it what's the point in spending all these hours of your life in a job that you don't enjoy you know I think that's I think that's so important yeah last question ask everybody this okay what is your favorite Scottish word or phrase oh I really like the word (gasps) dreech Because, yes. let's be honest, in Scotland, especially hill walking, yes. there are a lot of dreek days. <laughs> when it's grey and it's miserable and it's a bit drizzly mm. and it's rubbish. I really like but dreek. But you you you're, you're up for those dreek days. Ah, to a certain extent. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is nothing dreek about you. I've thoroughly enjoyed your chat. I knew we would. I just yeah. got a vibe from you online <laughs> and you're, everything you say are in line and more. And I wish you every adventure this year and I might go up a hill one day <gasps> you should I've been up I've been up one hill in my entire life Tinto oh you're way ahead then I'm at oh, way I'm ahead I'm expert now yeah so I'm going to need to join you you I, should yeah. so my plan is actually last year I did a walk which was for people who were joining the group for the first time and that was quite a low level walk and it was really nice and actually that was so good and mm. people enjoyed it so much that I want to do something similar again right 
and I'm going to be doing kind of like lower level introductory walks as well I mean I'm not a walk leader or a mountain leader or anything but I feel like I can kind of gauge where you could start so actually I want to do some of those walks as well as the Monroe walks that I do as well so you should come I am going to come yes let's do do it. it okay yeah come along loving it I'm, I'm open to new things you yeah. have to be don't you mm. you just have to be definitely love it well thank you so much for doing this you're an absolute thanks star. for having me Yay. it's so fun it was a miss you were an absolute natural <laughs> hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Braun the brave a podcast about people and their passions join us next time for more insight and inspiration from my wonderful guests bye for now